You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Dick and Skippy in the mornings here on IRLoneStar.com, Lone Star Community Radio, and, of course, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy. Broadcasting live from the LSCR studios, it is July 10th, 2019, and it is the birthday of our very own Skippy. So everyone wish him a happy birthday and all that kind of stuff. Feel free to text... 936-228-9368. 936-228-9368. And, uh, Zenbat went. We'll have call-ins later if you want to call in. Yeah, call so in. So get ready for that. Uh, well, our special guest today at 11 o'clock, we had an update. 10, 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's going to be Canopy event. They're, again, they're going to come in and talk about the success they had with their home showcase. Uh, if you don't know who Canopy was, they're the Canopy uh, uh, cancer, cancer survivor. Yeah, facility mm-hmm. inside the Woodlands. There you go. Really prepared. Hospital, uh, uh, Memorial Hermann, the Woodlands. You don't have to be Memorial Hermann patient to go there. Wonderful facility, yeah. and they do beautiful stuff there. Oh, good. Yeah. And uh, it is Wednesday, so get ready for the hump day. And we're hitting the, the high of 95 tonight, or today, so it's going to be really hot. So be careful of that when you're traveling around Montgomery County and other places like that. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, how are you, birthday boy? Well, I'm doing great because you brought me birthday tacos today before yeah, the I did, show, I? and I inhaled those suckers. Yeah, they're good. Those are so. Those are great. Thank tacos. you, Carmelitos, and of course, our Bean Punk Coffee down the street for delicious coffee. So, we love those guys down there, and also in the Montgomery location, we love them in the Montgomery City, Montgomery, and uh, yeah. I know this weekend um, they're going to be doing a uh, punk poetry slam. Really? Yeah, because um, uh, you know I'm directing Macbeth, and one oh, of are my, you? One of my actors, uh, actress. I didn't know that. Yeah, you you may have heard. Oh. But one of my uh, actresses. Uh, Is it too late to audition? <clears throat> I will always find space for you on my stage, Dick. That's so cool. Can I be like inside of a box the whole time? Yes, with just one eye hole. As long as I get a credit. Eye. Oh yeah, I'll give you stage credit. Yeah, and then be like, he was there. Where was he? Oh, he used the lamp post. We'll yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say we'll we'll give you a flashlight, and you d- you know we'll say lighting technician Richard Schisler the fourth. Oh, that's gonna be fun. But she's gonna so. be uh, Emily's going to be hosting this this punk poetry slam. So uh, unfortunately, I'm gonna punk. miss it because I'm gonna so be audit and uh, punk rehearsing. poetry slam. Is that when you have to come prepared? Or is it your spontaneous? Bit of both. You, you can do either. That's the whole purpose of a slam. You don't it's, know who you're slamming until you get there. No, the, the slam is not. You're making fun of someone. The slam is. is you're slamming down. You're, you're keeping it real. You know, if the mood hits you, uh, you hop. It's like this generation's beatnik bar. You just go up. And, you know, it's and funny. I know a guy who'd be perfect with that. Wave, huh? I met this guy yesterday at the bowling alley who is that type of personality where he just comes off as a jerk. And whatever he says. So he can be really sweet, 
but you know, like his tone is condescending. Yeah. And like the way he even says thank you very much and stuff like that. And after a while, I was like, I think that's just the way he is. Because at first I was like, well, this guy's being a jerk. And uh, nope, that's just the way he is. So he'd probably be really good at slamming people or, at slamming, or doing slam. I, I felt the same way about Maybe Ann Richards, former Texas governor Ann Richards. I'm sure she was lovely in her own way, but something about her voice just made me want to yeah. commit homicide. It was, it was like poor. Every time she talked, it was just like I can't believe you let people drive you that far. I know it's. Uh, I think you have a little. I bit think more it's an actual like harmony an resonance thing because there are certain voices that just give me like yeah. Chrissy Hines from The Pretenders. I'm sure she's a wonderful person, but she talks, and I just I I, I want to kill people. I always had a theory that uh, every church has the same cleaner because it always has that smell, and that smell puts me to sleep. And <laughs> so no matter what, I'm like, man, I feel really good. Like I'm drowsy. Like I mean, I could totally. So if you. It, if you snore a Windex, it's like a Pavlovian well, response. Some, it's some blessed cleaner that you know they all use. So whatever it is. Holy 409. And then the combination of a guy talking to me for 45 minutes or whatever, I'm asleep. And uh, I used to be notorious for that to the point where my, my mother, I ever tell you this story when I was younger. We went to this interesting uh, church in spring, uh, and they decided to have the youth group area, like kids, be separate from the adults during normal service, which was great because in the past I would have to go normal service, then go to youth group. Right. So I was like, oh, this is great. And there was one time where I went, it was after like one of those dances or something like that we had at school. So I didn't get home till, you know, like 1 a.m. And they took me there and I just basically walked in the back into the kitchen and the kitchen was connected to like a living room kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I just fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> I was like, no one's going to find me here. Like, they're all in the other area. God was watching. Well, what happened was they broke up in small groups, and they come in, and they found me on the couch just snow. I was, like, drooling. <laughs> and they wake me up. They're like, you all right? I'm like, yeah. And uh, so I sat there and did our small Bible group, just sitting there half awake and uh, half awakened. And then uh, the word got to my mother. My mother's like, are you okay? They're worried about you. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, we went to prom or whatever the night before. Like, come on. And uh, she's like, well, if, you, if you're going to act this way, I don't think you should be going. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I should not be going. <laughs> so I never had to go back after that because I embarrassed her. What a non-punishment. Yeah. <laughs> she figured it out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, yeah, whatever they spray in churches to clean it, it makes me really tired. That's my excuse. Okay. So. So are you going to keep an eye out on Invest92L? Is this some code word you're saying to somebody? That is what... Um, well, the National Hurricane Center has called the funkiness that's brewing in the Gulf uh, okay. that may hit us this weekend. Hey, remind me of funky code, word, uh, code words. I found a, a really weird conspiracy theory I want to tell you about later. Okay, I will remind you about the weird conspiracy theory. But yeah, we got that that thing brewing in the Gulf that they're saying there could be like two feet of rain to some places. So we're keeping eyes on the weather. Be careful this weekend. Turn around, don't drown. Uh, have an umbrella, stock up your fridges, uh, but uh, actually stock up your pantry more than your fridge because as your power goes out, you know, you got three hours of fridge time and 24 hours of freezer time um, okay. if you don't open the doors, whereas pantry. Uh, if you uh, don't have flood insurance, sorry, there's that 30-day moratorium, so, but I, I'm set. I mean, I guess. And I lost pretty much everything the last two floods, so if I flood again, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> You really, you really are torn. 
Sad, yeah. sad birthday boy. Well, you know. How I, are you ever going to recover? Well, here's the thing. Without, not being modeling at all about this, but when I was young, like very young, I always just knew that I die at the age of 53. I just figured, ah, I would have seen Are you talking world. as in like it's destiny kind of like I just, you're going I had, to die at I, it probably came or? from a probably came from a dream I had as a little kid, like okay. six years old. But it's just, I, I knew. And I was like, okay, make your peace with that. Live a good life. So when you die at 53... You know, you have very few regrets, and that's one of the reasons why I've lived as hard as I have. I'll be danged if I didn't turn 54 today. So I'm in uncharted territories. Okay. You know, not quite borrowed time or anything like that, but it was just one of those. I, I felt, ah, oh, you know, 53. I would have done what I'm, I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm glad I still want to do stuff like walk my daughter down the aisle and, and, yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, and now that my my granddaughter, who's going to be ten this year, she got her own cell phone, and so she uh, was. She's ten, and she has a cell phone. She, well, she earned it. She's very responsible, and uh, I don't I don't care what you tell me. That's crazy. But she got my. What number. was I doing at ten? Well, uh, do they have cell phones when you were ten? Oh, actually, they did because you were a little baby. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what I was doing. I knew I was into cartoons. Because I was a late bloomer with that. I did. I don't think I got out of cartoons. So I was like, oh, my granddaughter sent me photos with, you, you know that, what's that Snapchat filter where it makes you a man? Oh, so it's like, so creepy. Pops, how, how about pops, the one that look, makes you I'm a, baby? a man now. Have you seen the one that makes you a baby? <clears throat> no, I should try that. Yeah, it's a little creepy. So yeah, she found out how to send me photos over text and stuff. So that <laughs> I'm glad I don't pay by the text message anymore. In the early days of cell phones, it was, you got charged by the minute and by the text. What's funny about that is when I had a, I, I only had a cell phone when I left the house. Mm-hmm. So like my mom would be like, here's your cell phone if you're going to like the concert or whatever. And I just turned it off because too many people were texting me and I, was, I had to pay for that. So I was like, I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. I'm not receiving any of those. And I told my, I told my mom, I was like, I think, can you go to the store and tell them not to receive those text messages? Because I probably spent $9. Just because you, at that point you accept every time you accept a text message they charge you, I was like, how do I prevent? Can I block? I have to block all the numbers. But uh, I'm going to tell you about this conspiracy theory. Okay, lay it on me, my so friend. So you know this uh, Jeffrey Epstein? Is that right? I pronounced that right? Epstein, Epstein. Yeah, he's Epstein, going down. Uh, yeah, he's the child predator, whatever you want to call it, trafficker, everything. He's and really we don't horrible. have to say alleged because he's already been, yeah, he's been convicted of previous counts. Oh, okay, cool. So. And uh, so the the conspiracy theory I was hearing was. Kevin Spacey apparently was a fan of his, and they've apparently had a, a like a history, and they they did things together. And they were people were thinking the uh, "Let Me Be Frank" video he released. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh yeah, where he's so in the kitchen know, doing, doing if, his uh, yeah, he's, House of Cards character. Apparently, it's coded, and it's it, it, this guy's conspiracy theories. It's it's coded towards other people in the circle about. You know, that Epstein was going down. That something was like get ready and all this kind of stuff. Couldn't he just and, send a text? Man, I don't know. Like, you put him in a group chat. All right. Well, let's. Hey, this is the only thing I can kind of conceive about what that world they're all in is. They're bored, and so they have to create something. Boredom, ennui mixed with the sense the of more, I'm untouchable. Like, I can see read, that. Did you read the details of this case that was dropped against Kevin Spacey about the 18 year old busboy? Yeah. Did you read the details about how the interactions were going on and like the text message between the the young man and the girlfriend? Did Lay it you, on me. Do you, have you not seen this? Is the, it's I the saw weir- some, but it's the weirdest the thing. Because I mean, I, folks, if you didn't know, there was a young man who was who felt he was assaulted by Kevin Spacey while busboying at this restaurant. But the the, the the thing that sucks, and this is why you don't text each other, 
because they got the text message between him and his girlfriend, and they were joking about Kevin Spacey touching him. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Hey, are you are you are, you know what are, are you into that?" And he's like, oh, "You know, joking. Like I don't know what's going on. Like this is crazy. It's Kevin Spacey. What do I do? I think we're gonna have some drinks." And it says that afterwards, and he's eighteen. So I mean, I don't really help your case that you were assaulted if you're willingly going underage, knowing. Well, the problem with like texts and stuff like that is there's very little context. Well, yeah. I, that's oh, why yeah. everyone has to go LOL or winky face or something to put it in context. Because well, I, I if you're you on the, to look it up, because it, I was like, man, this is kind of weird. But it looks bad. But also think about it: an 18 year old is, I'll say, molested for lack of a better word by a famous, by a powerful person. How they respond to it immediately is not, you know, you're in a sense of shock possibly, and to where you're going to say things. It's like when you're in a car accident and it's not your fault, but the last thing you can say is, are you okay? Because that implies guilt on your part, so that's why no one does that anymore in a car accident. Um, they don't? No, no, you try not to because that, that's what—that's how they get you. It's the second you, you ask for, or uh, conversely, if you're in a car accident, someone says, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm fine. You're going to say that, and then you find out later you got whiplash. But they got you on video saying you were fine. There's no context for that. You know, I said I was fine before I knew any better. That's strange. And it's the same thing with this guy that he could be saying stuff like. So are you trying to say that when we go into our education system to fix it, because we're always fixing our education system, they should take a class with a lawyer, and they the lawyer teaches them how to interact with people when it comes to suing and handling being sued. You think that's a good like when you're like 15? Be in that course. Not don't, necessarily. Don't approach when you hit somebody and ask if they're okay. Just get out your phone and just say your name. Like imagine you're a prisoner of war. Well, I would presume they're adding this to defensive driving. Uh, you know the, the the driving schools for for teens. They probably add stuff like that. Like yeah. this is what to do if you're in an accident. Don't say this. Don't do that. Just have your information. Swap information. Don't leave the scene. You know uh, the. If it's bad enough, unless both parties agree to leave the scene, then don't leave the scene. Well, I'm surprised the norm in vehicles these days, especially if you're like a, 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 what do you call them, those insurance people, is they give you cameras. Because it's almost like a must to have those driving cameras. Insurance company app, my USAA app, has has a special button you push and it puts you in accident mode. And okay, here you know this is what you do. Here's your camera. Now take. Well, I'm at, I'm at the ones that you mount that are always running. Oh, the dash cams. The dash cams. I'm I need to get that, me one I'm of those. I'm surprised that's not the norm. It will be soon enough. Because for Holly, I was like, that's why I. I sorry. I've seen. Have she you got, seen those? She got real insulted because I was like, this is what I'm getting. I got you. Like this is what you're getting. Tell her no, Holly, if you're listening. Uh, first off, love you bunches. Secondly, take this how it's meant. It's for your protection. I have seen way too many videos of someone had a stoplight well, got- and somebody backing into them on purpose. She got hit, uh, she was leaving the feeder road from a gas station. Someone just ran into the back of her, and he ran away. Mm-hmm. And the officer said he can't help her unless they had footage. Mm-hmm. And he was, she was like, well, can't, like, people saw it. Like, people. They, here's the thing. They can't, if there are witnesses and someone got a description of the car, but that's so far down yeah. the, the, the list of what they can do. There's so many resources a cop has. Well, I always imagine the police officers are just like on the TV shows and they, they give 120% in every case. 
Well, sure, give them 120% pay. They do. Yeah. They get all these benefits. <laughs> right. So. Uh, but Plus they get coffee. They get free coffee. Come on. Like, free donuts, free coffee. Who I'm in free, the... Whoever gets free coffee in their life has got it made. Yeah. <laughs> this segment brought to you by Bean Fun Coffee. Yeah, I love it. Um, but if you notice, like, most of the cars nowadays already have cameras all over the place, especially that funky one on the top that gets you from the outside yeah, of the car. Yeah, that's really funky. Uh, so, that being said... No, I am surprised. That's not the norm. They're going to be adding... Soon enough, they'll be adding recording options well, to them. By the time they do that, then you already have self-driving cars. You know, since it's your birthday, mm-hmm. I imagine you're going to get several phone calls I'm getting today. Several, yeah. So, maybe right we should just start answering it. Yeah, here, I'm going to answer this. Hold on. Ready? All right, here we go. You got to put it on speaker. Okay, now you're on the radio. Who is this, Susan? Oh, yes, it is. Happy birthday to oh, you. Oh, great. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. How many people? I love you. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear friend. Well, thank you, my darling. Uh, hopefully the FCC wasn't listening. No, 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 that's right. They released the copyright on Happy Birthday, so we won't get shut down by the FCC. All right, I'll tell you what, I'm on the air right now, but I'm going to call you back in a little bit. You know, it's funny, folks. This isn't the first person who called him today that's saying happy birthday to him. Bye-bye. Before we went on, there's at least two others. Is that your like? Is that your request for your birthday? Is everyone has to sing you happy birthday, or is there, are those the type of people you hang out with? I, I think I inspire always... the inner happy yeah. birthday singer. That's... That was uh, That's nice. Susan Mealy, who's the artistic director for Art Park Players in Deer Park, Texas. An awesome, awesome theater. Okay. I've done many stuff there. Oh, speaking of theater, we have two tickets to give away today. What? What? Yeah, I actually have the tickets right here. So, so can, this for this, this Friday's performance, right? This isn't who's your daddy, guys. I got it wrong. Yes, or on Monday. I'm sorry. It's Daddy's Dying, Who's Got the Wheel. Uh, the tickets are for Friday, July 12th at 8 p.m. at the Players Theater Company's uh, home home theater, the Owen Theater. And we're giving away two sets, two today and two Friday. And uh, stay tuned for when we give them away. I think we'll give them away after Canopy leaves. There so you go. We'll yeah, so rules. stay tuned. We'll set, we'll set the rules. But, uh, yeah, I got them right here. Daddy's Dying, Who's Got the Will. Great comedy. It's very funny. Yeah. Sounds really great because someone's dying. Those are the best kind of comedy. Well, you know what they say, where there's a will, I want to be in it. Okay. Yeah, that's my version of it. Okay. Well, anything else going on in the news? I know uh, there's a lot of speculations going on. Not, I mean, it's not really that different. And big things coming our way. It's the summer, and I don't really know of anything that's... Well, we, we talked about it briefly the other day with the, the new Disney live action with uh, Black Ariel. And I still maintain, and more and more people are, are kind of piping up with this, of friends of mine going, okay, look, I've got 300 friends, I've got 1,000 friends, I've got 20 friends. No one is has a problem with this. Uh, you know, there are always fringes. Don't get me wrong. There are always whack jobs, but you can't blame the entire, you know, Caucasian race for idiots, a few idiots. Or, you know, you can't blame the entire African-American uh, segment for, for the, you know. But seriously, no one really cares. Or the people that do care about it, you shouldn't care about them. Uh, but what's funny with that is that Mulan is coming out, and everyone's just going bonkers about that. Now, you know you're going to get the jackwad that says, well, why don't we just make Mulan a white woman? Um, my response to that is <clears throat> there's a difference between a mermaid 
and a semi-historical figure who is supposed to be Chinese. And it kind of backs up my whole thing about why I don't believe there should be, ever be a black James Bond. He was never meant to be black. Uh, he hates blacks. He's a racist. That's the whole point. And Idris Elba would make a wonderful 008. <clears throat> but don't change an established character to fit a particular agenda. Of course, whoever plays Mulan should be Asian, preferably Chinese. And here's the thing. There have been plenty of instances where white people have played Orientals. Over the, you know, we had uh, Mr. Motto. Uh, we had uh, Jonathan Price played Miss Saigon. You know, that actually caused a stink with the Asian community going, wait a second, we can sing too. So don't be the jackwad that says, you know, same reason why we don't have a, you know, National White well, History Month. I mean, really what Disney's doing that's a horrible decision is releasing all these movies so fast. They're Well, I think... They're going to run out. I think that they know that it's going to go away soon enough. Really? Yeah. I it's mean, the live-action repeat. Think about this year, that how many live-actions they release in a... In a the 12-month calendar, like, from today or from this year because they got Mulan coming, they got Lion King in July, mm -hmm. and then... They did Beauty and the Beast not too long ago. Yeah, and then they did uh, Aladdin, like, two, yeah. mo two months ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're, they... I think these live-action remakes have a five-year shelf life. That's why Disney would put the originals into their yeah, vaults. Yeah, I, I get that they have a five-year shelf life, but I mean, like, at least one of them a year instead of three of them, They have too many them. properties. No, I'm telling you, man. It's so easy. I mean, this is... What's after Lion King and, um, and, and Little Mermaid? Mulan. It goes Mulan, and then they just released a trailer for Mulan. Yeah, but what I'm saying, <clears throat> once those ones are out... <clears throat> excuse me, who... Uh, Probably Snow White. Well, <clears throat> you think they'll go to the classics? They already did. Cinderella. They did Cinderella like three years ago. Yeah, but they've done that many times. They had Brandy play Cinderella in a TV movie. See, we've already had a black princess yeah so you know it's not that big a deal no one cares people i think you uh, care <laughs> no I, I care that people are making it sound and i said the same thing i'm gonna join the flat earth society just for the membership card that doesn't mean that i believe in it no, no one really believes that the earth is flat oh uh, i think there's you, one person <clears throat> no there are some again they're whack jobs they're wackadoodles but the media was making it sound like this is you know welcome to modern welcome to 2019 yeah, america i believe it yeah. I mean, I believe the Earth's flat. I mean, it feels pretty flat here. I just it feels it. it feels just it. invite someone who's like, you know what? I'll pay your way to find the edge. Just keep pick a direction, walk it. Sooner or later, you're going to fall off the edge. Well, that's one thing I wish space flight was a real deal and it was inexpensive because it is a real deal. Well, <laughs> we landed on the moon. Well, I know. That. I meant like you could go just like you go on a Southwest air flight. Like, oh yeah, I bought a ticket for 150 bucks. Go into space. An idiot who believes that the Earth is flat is going to believe that, well, they just put something in the windows to make it look it. No, I just want to go to space. Oh, don't we all? I don't think so. I want to. Because, like, I would not want to go into the ocean. Like, that's one that, that would be probably one of the worst things I could do to myself is get in a submarine mm, yeah. and go down to the deepest, deepest I'd rather corners. go. I'd rather go to space than the ocean. I ain't doing ocean. that, yeah. I'd rather get, you know... I don't know how that... I guess it's basically the same. No oxygen, no oxygen. Well, it's not the yeah. oxygen so much. It's the... Uh, What's the probability of a problem? There are fewer things wanting to eat me in space. Is there? I we would, don't know yet. I would like, well, it's bigger, so I can I can dodge quicker. But yeah, it being my birthday, you know, my own sense of mortality, I think the benchmark for me 
what that's left for me because there's no way I'm going to make it to like a hundred. So you know, I don't have a centennial to look forward to. You say that now. Yeah, right. But I, I think the bit next benchmark in my life is: Am I going to be alive when we send a when we land a person on Mars? I think that's the next big one. Or if uh, you know aliens land. Well, I think what's going to kind of change people's perspective on that is the time it takes to get to Mars. Three months. And what happens here? Because the people have to make that decision. Because we're just going to round up all the orphans and send them out to space because they have no family here. I'm not saying a total colonization. I'm just saying the... Uh, no, I'm saying the people who want to go out there because <clears throat> the further you go, the less time you're able to be spending here as a family or, you know, like... Because it's going to get to that point where we get so far where by the time you get to your destination, all your family's dead. Well, yeah, so, that's then, if we ever hit Alpha Centauri. But <clears throat> which is uh, what four or six, four or six light years away. I can't remember. But, I mean, we're gonna and get Bernard to that point, and I mean, either our society is gonna have like zero connection to one another, and it's like you're an Earther, and then uh, or well, you, that's what a lot of the like the '60s, '50s, and '60s sci-fi novels w- were about. Because don't they do that in the military today? It's like you, and like that's where like 007 came from. It was like you don't have any family. You have no ties. Well, you'd be a perfect it, soldier. To, yeah, to hit the profile, it helps. You, you know, like you can have a family and be a Navy SEAL now, but in the old days, it was like we only special forces. We we need you with no ties, nothing to hold you down. Because it's gonna take a special somebody to want to get onto a ship and fly and basically go. I'm never gonna. There's a good chance I'm never coming back. But think about. For instance, Apollo 11 and the the wives involved with that, because it, it wasn't yeah. spouses, they were all wives, all men went. It was those guys hopped on board Apollo 11 knowing that the chances of them dying were so much greater than anything else. You know, the, the chances of 100% success were so infinitesimal that everyone knew it was most likely going to be some kind of a death sentence. But the wives still smiled for the cameras and let their men go. Because they knew that those men, to, just to be the first to conquer another something not of this earth. And so I think the same thing. I mean, couldn't you say the same for the sea? But we've been going to the sea for, for millennia. Yeah. I mean, thousands of years we've been at the sea. So it's just, it's more a means of transportation. But to make space, I don't want to say the final frontier, but the next frontier, you know, someplace to, to go to. And that's why, you know, the moon was first. And what's next is Mars. I think for to get over my fear of the water, I need to pay people to put me in a cage and surround me with like chum, <laughs> and then uh, I'll get over my fear. Because that's the only like uh, to answer Brett. He's like, I like what Brett said about me, but uh, I just things creep me out underwater. It creeps me out. If I can't see the bottom now, if there's space sharks, there. there's space sharks and stuff like that, I'd be freaked out too. But I don't know. I haven't heard any of space sharks yet. Right. So. And they say, well, you know, the sharks only kill like one person a year on average. It's still one more than I want. Do you think space travel will become like Everest travel where so many people are dying on the way there that you actually see things on the way travel? Like, oh, there's that spaceship 4422XX just floating around with all the dead people in it. It would not surprise me because I'm just staggered that Everest has become this tourist i mean it's always been like a tourist attraction but now they're like yeah come on up come on up i climbed mount fuji in japan as a kid and it was awesome but it had pretty rigid protocols but it was like school you know you can have a school field trip climb climb it it was, it was safe enough so to turn 
Mount Everest into something like that just staggers. I don't want to say you kind of deserve what you get, but I blame the industry that's saying, yeah, we'll take you up to the top, knowing that this person is nowhere near qualified. Yeah, I just, yeah. Because I always wonder about on those sci-fi shows, the, so many people are, well, so many people are in space, and so there's got to be so many issues that could happen in space, Mm -hmm. and just how much stuff will be there after a time. I mean, you're talking like, millenniums passing and especially like in the milky way galaxy or whatever how much trash are we really going to have floating around because of issues and things like that so next thing you know it's the ocean cleanup now it's gonna be space cleanup i mean well we 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 got a whole bunch of satellites out there that sooner or later are gonna some of them are gonna need to come down just what what, what do you think earth looks do you think we have so much trash up there now that if you're looking at earth from the other end you just see metal no, we don't have that many, so we're good. No. Yeah, we're we're good. We're I good. mean, there, there's still space in between, but sooner it's like that that plastic thing in the in the uh, ocean. The I think it's the Pacific Ocean that's the size of Texas. The big, you know, there's still plenty of ocean. So, but you you want to get rid of it, nonetheless. There's plenty of space, but we still want to get rid of the clutter. Well, there's got to be a sea animal that eats trash. I mean, well, you heard about this lady. Uh, man, I, I wish I'd dropped it down the notes. Uh, I think it was a female part of a science team who's invented a hemp-based plastic that's biodegradable. Yeah. And remember how in the past well, you I've said... you cannot have that in Montgomery County. You can't have that. Yeah, right. Not yet. Did you read about that? Yeah, I did. And there's a, that, there that is that difference Caesar between... Yeah, there, there's hemp and hemp related products to hemp. And that's what the whole problem was, the whole reefer madness thing, is William Randolph Hearst knew that hemp was... Explain to me why the people here or the the district attorney is so adamant about this. Do you think it's just a political thing? Because when I hear hemp, I don't think of marijuana. But then again, if someone showed me a marijuana plant, I'd be like, is that hemp or is that... I mean, like, aren't they the same thing? Like, Well, that's the problem. That's what William Randolph Hearst banked on when he started the whole reefer madness he knew that hemp would replace his paper mills and his would... newspapers and so that's why he can't he turn all his papers into the whole reefer madness thing to say hemp equaled marijuana hemp makes it's a fiber it makes paper it makes clothing but it makes is plastic it the, is it the marijuana plant yeah yeah okay i no, i don't know if the actual leaves if the marijuana leaves are actual hemp or if it's the stem that i i don't know i don't know well enough about it but it's the same plant but, but you can't, I mean, if you smoke it, I mean, so this is how uneducated I am about this kind of stuff. Unfortunately, I'm right there with you. So, because I imagine there, I, from what I understand, there's buds and there's different types of marijuana plants that are they, like, the, you basically have to make it into a THC type marijuana plant. Mm-hmm. And then there's like neutral marijuana plants that don't have any THC. They don't have the I would view hemp. And I'm probably dead being wrong, but how so I've always viewed what, him... is that what the district attorney is trying to say here is we don't really if know... If it's any part of the, the plant, but to me... So if I have a hemp necklace and I get busted, they're like, all right, let's test this necklace because it looks like... We I, could, I believe you would be a subject to the I mean, I don't think they would really do that, but you know, if they really hated me... To me, hemp is the cherry stem. You know, you got the cherry and then you got the useless stem that does nothing except maybe you can tie a knot in it with your tongue. Impress the ladies. Yeah. It's what's left over from the good stuff. To me, that's what the hemp that's used for fiber and plastic and and and, and uh, cords. That's what that is. I could be wrong, but that's how I've always pictured it. 
So well, do you think that's, I mean, you're trying, you're basically saying there's a byproduct of marijuana that's hemp. I believe they, they, they don't use marijuana leaves to make the rope. I don't believe. I wish we knew. Yeah. Too bad we'll never have that industry here to learn more. Mm. Thank you, District Attorney. Yeah, we, we will eventually. They're just, here's the thing. You know, District Attorney is an, is an elected position. I just, well, maybe and they, he's got to cater to the, the, well, the mindset they, right now. Well, they now. talked about the funds being provided by the uh, civil seats. I can't pronounce this word. Civil seizure. Uh, asset seizure and forfeiture program. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, how often are they testing these plants? Like, I don't really know. I don't know. I mean, I don't really know any. No, I don't know anything around town going, that's marijuana. Yeah, we don't. We do need to spend money testing it. So I guess now that's the problem. Like, now they're finding people with marijuana plants and we got to test it. Yep. I'm not saying there's a cash grab well, per se. Well, there's a lot of CBD oil places around town. That's what I'm saying. There's so many aspects. You got the. Maybe we should have them in. So we can uh, maybe we have a radio platform, so we can get them in. I'll, I would very I much Brett. like that. I know Brett. I can get him. He's a nice guy. Yeah, it's he, Brett Ligon, Brett, not 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 listener yeah, Brett. He bought me lunch one time. We had lunch together. Really? Yeah. I need to do an investigation to see if he yeah, properly claimed his, who needed, paid. Uh, I, I think I did. Did you pay? So you you paid for a district attorney's meal? Was there a quid pro quo? Are you expecting favors I don't think in return? Was on the clock. Yeah, favors coming to this radio program. Oh, okay. There you go. You heard it on the so, air here. I need to understand this more because I really don't get it. Because this is one of those things that could easily be misunderstood, and the public's like, "Oh, we're wasting our time, wasting our tax dollars. Where's the golden hammer?" And then, well, the thing is, it if could you be notice, just as easy as like, "Hey, actually, this is something we do, and we can't afford this new law." When a Montgomery County law diverges from, the, say, a Harris County law, people, you know, people are going to ask why. Yeah. Especially since right, you know, we ourselves are in South Montgomery County. You know, my house is mere steps away from Harris County. Well, not that many steps, but you know, very, very close. So, I I would love to get Brett Ligon in here or a representative of the court <clears throat> to talk about the differences. Okay, on the break, I'll email them. Okay, because I really don't get it. Uh, nor I. If anyone is well, much more well versed in the the wacky weed than we are, feel free to chime in. Wasn't I'm it? high on life personally. Yeah, I'm tired of this life. So I'm always on something else. Tired of what? <laughs> Nothing. Excuse me. Tired of this uh, now on to, on to something else. Yeah. Well, we've talked about uh, how Mulan needs to be Chinese. Okay. Um, Ariel, we don't care if she's black or white as long as she can sing good. Okay. Oh, you know there was another thing I wanted to talk to you about was the. Uh, Continuation on this free education stuff you hate so much. Yeah, the, uh, UT University, Austin yeah. and HCC. So and it, what they announced was it basically if your your family's income was a certain amount under sixty five thousand a year, you could you you don't get it, but you could incentives to get incentives free. to get free education. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, I think what a lot of people misunderstand i guess uh, the, when you go to college i think what really was a big struggle hasn't i mean i know it is because you're still owing money it hasn't always been the tuition part it's like the living and oh the fee whatever the tuition is fees double it so, book fees there's no reason a book should cost three hundred dollars and i think that's really a lot of people miss the mark when they're trying to help people go to the next stage in their life mm-hmm. again because, the wrong arguments being because fought. who want who's going to collect the money and kick you out the landlord or the school who's going to do it faster so if you only have so much income, 
Or is that income always going to go to for priority one? It's going to be going to where you're living and mm-hmm. getting food. And student debt is not federally forgivable. Um, and so, but I think, and here's the thing: I'll tell you something about about student debt. Um, but so I'm not saying this I is what they, off, I don't think I'm not saying the University of Texas needs to pay for living. It's just kind of like, you know, this is a great opportunity. But how many people get into UT? And what do you think in the future? Do you think this is going to help though that small minority group? Progress. Is My it? primary issue is the usage of the word free. Yeah. If professors are getting paid and the rent's getting paid, then and but no income is coming in from the student, then, then someone else is paying for it. So you could be getting the benefits of somebody else's hard work, quote, for free, but it's not free tuition. It's not as if everyone with the university says, ah, screw it, I don't need money. I'm going to give you my services for free. That's that's the difference. I may do, you know, through my business, Sounds I may... like we need to interview these free teachers. Well, that's what I'm saying. We're just it's, adding more people. We got to get understand. It's if I gave you, if I did a video for you, let's say, and say, dude, this is just from me to you. It's free. I'm swallowing the loss for yeah. it. You know, there's no expectation on your part. But if you say, Sean, I need a video for this and that. And it's like, well, I need money for it. Well, you're not going to get from me. You get the the product so for no you, cost, but someone else is paying for it. Are you trying to argue that down the road with this this idea, the education systems will have poor educators? Like, yeah, like Harvard. The, if Harvard decides, the less you're paid, the poorer job you do. That's just the nature of the so beast. Who pays the most, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least gives you a sense of belonging. Now, of course, you can be an altruist or you can be independently wealthy and say, listen, I'll teach for free or I'll teach for minimum wage because I, I can afford it otherwise. But to just say, hey, we come here, we got free tuition. Someone's paying for it. Is and that I why Robin Williams was teaching at the community college? He was teaching. Wasn't he teaching at the community college? And, and um, wait, are we talking Robin Williams like in real life or in no, Dead Poets Society? Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. Wasn't he teaching? No, he was teaching at MIT. No, I don't think he was. Yeah, that was the whole point. Is that the the janitor at Harvard or MIT is one of the one of those two places? Uh, yeah, because we were Boston. They well, were no, at MIT. No, no, the math teacher was at MIT, but his he goes. Oh, you oh, have oh, to go oh, see. Oh. This, yeah, the psychologist. He came to see. Yeah, he, yeah, he was and teaching. He was work, Was he not teach? I mean, so yeah. you can get geniuses and working at, you know. Yeah, but he was also looking for absolution because of his dead wife, so he felt that that's what he deserved. That was his backstory. That's unique, isn't it? We yeah. all have those. Yeah. So you just got to find the right people. To- so, no, I'm all for lowering tuition, and I, and I can put this in perspective. Or we could just take master classes and you're done, right? So I went to university in the 1980s, and it took me a while to pay off my student. I got, like, financial aid and Pell Grants and stuff, but there was a point I had to get a student loan, and I was paying 160 a month on it. And during one of my divorces, I paid what I thought was my last one okay. last payment, not realizing I had one more. 20, almost 25 years later, I get called and harassed by the student loan collection people saying that I owe them $1,600. I'm like, what? Uh, no, I paid it. And I got all the paperwork and was like, no, it was $160, but over the years with the interest and penalties, it went up to 1600 And I said, there's no way in hell I'm going to pay 10 times the amount for you guys never because like this is 25 years old i'm like you've known where i've been i get alumni notices all the time 
you know where I've been. You know, yeah. you can't do that. They said, oh, yes, we can. You, you're you not protected from this. I said, I need, you know, I'm not going to pay this up front because, like, pay us now or, or we're coming after you. And I said, I, I need to talk this out. My next paycheck was completely wiped out. They took the entire amount, $1,600. That just shows what the wrong arguments are being fought. It's not that you deserve free tuition. It's why the hell is a textbook. That's what you need to do. You need to move. To where? Go somewhere better. But there is nowhere better, in my humble opinion. I imagine you're you're good for a couple. You go to West Virginia. That's where they're doing all the free stuff. I can. I make too many jokes. My wife's from West Virginia, and I make too many jokes about it. Oh, okay. You know how the family trees have diagonal lines, that kind of stuff. I, I can't go there. They'll shoot me on sight. I like your attitude. It's 944. We're going to take a quick break. Okay. we got to sit here and just recoup. But don't forget, we got Canopy coming in and talk about their success. They had a couple weeks ago with their event. Uh, stick around. It's 944. You're listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings. And it's Sean's birthday. That's where we're playing this awful music. <laughs> Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpoint Coffee. Beanpoint Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com to see our complete list of special events. What can the Better Living for Texans program do for you? You can learn how to increase your consumption of fruits and vegetables, choose foods that are relatively inexpensive and good to eat, make your food dollars last longer, prepare quick, nutritious meals, help your children learn how to eat healthier snacks, and much more. Our program is committed to helping people like you improve your health through providing research-based nutrition education in a friendly, cost-free, and relaxed environment. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Hey, Montgomery County and online listeners. Thank you so very much for checking out Jazzy Vibes with Soul. What? You haven't done so yet? Well, you've got to tune in. Hi, I am the host of Jazzy Vibes with Soul, Miss C.C. Holmes, and I invite you to check us out every Friday and Saturday from 7 until 9 p.m., where you will get the best in old-school R&B and, of course, a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy. So tune in. That's right, tune in. 
every Friday and Saturday right here on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongStar.com. Just how much we love you And I'm sure you would agree What could fit more perfectly Than to have a world party On the day you came to be Happy birthday to Hey, it's my birthday yeah. It is Wednesday, July 10th, 2019, on a Domini, 9.47 on the dot. Weather outside, it is indeed 86 degrees, going to get up another 10 degrees. Kind of sunshiny all day, moonshiny all night. But starting Friday, we may have several days of bad weather. Be cautious out oh, hot there. Hot weather, really. Well, hot, yeah, for sure, but, but, you know, with rain and rising water. So do be cautious this weekend, folks. Yeah. Also, I want to remind folks, the first Thursday concert series and Farmer's Market that usually happens on the first Thursday was moved to this Thursday because of 4th of July. So the special uh, musician guest this week or this month is a George Strait cover band. Interesting. I know that later on um, in the Woodlands, one of their free concerts, they're going to have Escape, which is a journey. Yeah, the Escape's actually closing out in September. Tribute band. Here. And it's funny because back in the day, I had a roommate named Frank. Yeah. And he looked so much like Steve Perry that that's how he made his living. He was a Steve Perry lookalike. I could see that. And he was in a band of lookalikes. Do you have to pay? Like this this escape journey, do they have to pay journey anything? That is a good question. I would presume so. You know. Yeah. But because, well, live bands tend to, you know, you can What go, happens if you did Millie Vanilli? <laughs> right, who do you pay? Who do you pay? Uh, like, but, you know, when you're a cover band, for the most part, you know, it's like I'm I'm playing a concert and I'm singing a song and, hey, I'm going to do a an Eagles tune or something. I think you're covered, but if your actual existence of your entity is based on the existence of another entity, I would presume funds must change hands. Okay. Because you got you, you to, well, like, I mean, to I, be an actual tribute band, I guess you'd almost need to get the blessing of the original band yeah. to say, you're good enough. We can't have crappy players. Well, there's a cover band, there's a tribute band. Yeah. And I, so I think a tribute band, and I told I think I told you a few months ago, I saw Bee Gees Gold, yeah. a Bee Gees tribute band at Dozy Doe. And yeah. I'm telling you, as, from the audience, from their reaction and the guys on stage, it may as well have been the real Bee Gees. They got it down. They, they had the look. They, I mean, their Andy Gibb lookalike was almost like had his white jumpsuit torn off by the women. Uh, they had the, the perms and the beards and the bleach teeth and the, you know, pot bellies with the buttons all the way down to their navel and the gold chains. But by God, those guys rocked it so hard. It made, and they sounded just like them. So, I, I like you said, I think between a cover band and a tribute band, there, there are probable legal uh, differences. But yeah, I'd go see a Journey tribute band in a heartbeat. I love Journey. Oh, all right, cool. Yeah. So that's happening this Thursday. Spent- George Strait, though, not Journey. That's somewhere else. That's mm-hmm. in the Woodlands. Yeah. We don't know when that one is, but I know George Strait's cover band or tribute band or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. is going to be playing over here on Thursday. I think if they go on like at seven o'clock, okay. eight o'clock, one of between that time. So at the mini pavilion, I like to call it. On this weekend in the Woodlands, there are a couple of places to where uh, they're showing. Movies either at like Creekside Park or at one of the pools, you know, poolside movie. Yeah. So uh, 
check those out. You can just look for Woodlands events. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I wanted to give you some stats. Uh, they finally got the stats in how many people watched the final World Cup okay. in the U.S. And according to Reuters, your favorite. Reuters. Uh, Reuters, whatever. 14.3 million Reuter, viewers. Reuter. 14.3 million people watched it. Watch the Women's World Cup? Yeah. How does that compare to those who watch the last Men's World Cup? The Looking at the other numbers that I'm seeing, uh, the NBA Finals, for example, got 13.3 for this year. The So it's comparable. Uh, this for, yeah, for that, for the NBA Finals. The U.S.-Portugal group stage match in 2014 had 24 wow. million viewers. Now, remember, this is also worldwide and not just No, domestic. that's the U.S. Oh, oh so the Portugal-U.S. Yeah. was... US well, there's a lot of uh, Portugal fans, I imagine, that live here. True. Uh, the Super Bowl this year had 98 million viewers. Man, a lot of people watch that crap. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people. Uh, yeah, and then what the sad the sad report was apparently the uh, last final they had had basically like 25 million viewers. So it went down that much. It was yeah. It was still well. I think there could be like a downward trend in general of sports viewership. However, on TV, maybe. Yeah. And and that's the thing. So we had as many people watching the women's world cup finals as the NBA finals, but also you have to ask yourself who watched the games before the finals or before the world cup, you know, who, who supported women's soccer. Well, that's one thing I always wondered about baseball. And that's why there's a pay disparity with baseball. I was always wondering like, when is the statistical point you start paying attention to see who's actually going to the playoffs? Because they play so many games. It, I think you have to be like be, 80 games in before yeah, you can even determine so it's it. it's like, why? Because this was 160-something yeah, it's crazy. games Hockey's in a baseball the same season. Way. But hockey's fun because they're hitting each other. <laughs> so you can, like, you know, just close off your mind for two hours yep, and just right. watch them hit each other. But, uh, but <gasps> baseball, I couldn't, I don't know. I can't imagine being a, a hardcore fan and, you know, having your little notebook out and counting the pitches and all that kind of stuff. Right. I was so excited. So at the the Woodlands uh, July 4th parade, I was there during the setup because I was shooting a video. And at the float behind the one where, where I was set up, the Woodlands has a soccer, uh, as a has a rugby league. Yeah. I'm so excited about I did not know. I was talking with them. It's like, oh, my God, I haven't played rugby in 30-some-odd years. Like, we have an old boys club. Uh, this may, you know, prove to me, if I die, it may be on a rugby pitch, but by golly, I'll, I'll die happy. I love rugby. Yeah. I just haven't played in so long. I, I, yeah, I need I saw, to be able to, I, saw, I can touch my knees and that's about the best exercise I saw I the get. U.S. play New Zealand over BBVA Compass. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of fun. That was great. And for some reason, they lowered the beer prices. I thought that was crap. Because the day before, we went to a Dynamo game. Like, the, literally the day before. Man, you didn't get the the and cheaper beer. Apparently, no, like everything was cheaper the next day, like by a dollar or two. And I was like, "This is ridiculous." Yep. But uh, I mean, I, I guess I don't. I'm not the one capitalizing on people and their. You're a consumer. Beer. Yeah, I mean, you're you're the consumer. You're so, the target audience. But uh, yeah. So that's what's that's the World Cup viewers, and I think uh, they're gonna have a hard time. They really are gonna have an up, uphill battle. I think I was reading this article about the coverage of the. National Women's Soccer League and how people are going to try to increase, like, how do you really realistically get people interested in, into something like a sport? Well, and this... it has to, you, you got to have the perfect combination of 
the characters, the heroes, the villains, and then <laughs> then you have the coverage. So, how many cameras are we? Because if you think about like think about watching the NFL, it's a spectacle when you watch it. Like there's imagine all the camera shifts, all the like the interviews. Oh, they got the drone flying like, overhead. You got, you got, you got all got that stuff going on. You then, got you, the... then you go to. Woodlands football or Woodlands rugby, and it's one camera guy sitting there just doing, just sliding left to right, going like, and you're like, oh, this isn't the same. Why aren't they interviewing people on the ground? You know, and then. Yeah, where are the chirons flying across the screen? <clears throat> and you got to find that sweet spot. And that's why it's not an easy task to say equal pay for the women's soccer team. Because let's say they do what, it. Let's say, what okay, they, everyone signs a contract where you get paid as much as a multi billion dollar earning men's soccer team and all of a sudden no one's watching next season or you know a fraction of it they won't be able to afford the players it'll fold well yeah they well, could I'm, actually destroy I'm just the sport you the question regardless of gender or whatever mm-hmm. i'm saying how do you make a sport popular because there are things that people try to do and like one of the probably the best things that i've noticed is the nba did a deal where you're allowed to rip the highlights and post them like on twitter and on stuff mm-hmm because basically they realized, you know, they rather have people watch the highlights and not watch the game at all. And because a lot of people, like especially soccer and hockey, they would post gifts and stuff mm-hmm. of just the goal or of this dunk or whatever. And they were getting take, taken down because, you know, copyright issues. Yep. And then the NBA is like, you know what? We're going to slide that back. We're not going to be as, as crazy about it. I know it's not American for me to say it, but basketball is one of those sports that I. Unless it's a free ticket, I won't even watch it unless it's the fourth quarter. The first three quarters are just mean nothing to me. Yeah. Because it's just, he shoots, he shoots, he shoots, he shoots. That's why in hockey you watch them hit each other. You're like, oh, it's good. If Well, basketball, somebody accidentally runs into someone else. Oh, I grabbed my knee. You know, it's well, one thing. Well, one thing that hockey is smart about, and especially for a person who's not really interested in sports, is they do the kind of the soccer thing where they don't score as much. But then there's also rules within the beginning and the end of the of the periods that we can increase the chance of a goal if we take this player off the ice. Mm-hmm. So strategies are ch- changed, and it yep. gets more entertaining. In soccer, they don't really – I mean, they kind of do that. When like, you get a red card, you're off. They don't ever allow to come back or on. Or step wrong. Oh, because, you know, my foot. You know hockey changed their overtime rules, Like I think, like two seasons ago, where it's three versus three now. Okay. So it's like someone's going to score. Because three versus three hockey on that ring is really fun to watch. Because you got to be like the like the best all around hockey player, defender, offense, defense, all that kind of stuff. And Dick, I am not that man. So it's that's that's a lot of fun. And uh, but now hockey doesn't have the zero zero scores really. Like it's very rare to have a zero zero score in hockey. And soccer happens all the time. Yep, but at least so. soccer is a worldwide audience. Yeah, well, for way sure. before it came to America. So America, and that, that's why soccer's never been popular in America because they can't warp it to American needs. You don't stop. You know, there's no, no. timeouts. So how are you going to show a commercial to pay for your channel, which shows the sport? And I remember Fox, when they bought the rights to hockey, they were trying, trying so desperately to, you know, they, they added CGI to the pucks so you like have flames behind it. And they'd run commercials at the bottom of the screen. And it lasted what a season or so. It just some sports aren't meant. We're well, also talking about a sport that's TV. only played in like twenty states mm-hmm. regularly. Yeah, so you need accessibility. You know, you're asking how to get it up there. You need accessibility. You need the showmanship. 
You know, you need the heroes and the villains. That's why, that's why that wrestling was, is fake what's as her it name? is. The pink hair lady? Oh, uh, yeah, her. She's great because that's what you need that. And well, the thing that's sad is she's, people don't realize. If you I just prefer now, the one who did the pinky. Well, like, well the problem is she's older. So she's probably not going to be playing soccer for the next World Cup. So for you to follow these people and to be interested, it's. It doesn't help that the World Cup is every four years, too. Yeah. Well, that's a big they, problem. I'm telling you, Disney should take a thing of the World Cup be like, we'll make Mulan. Next four years, we'll do Aladdin. Next four years, we'll do Toy Story Real. Real Toy Story. <laughs> so, come on. Let's get with it. Uh, you're listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings. we got to take a break because we got our guest coming in. Yay! Uh, we're going to have Canopy Cancer Survivorship Center coming in. They're going to talk about their event they had uh, like three weeks ago, I believe. Uh, and then don't forget, we're giving away two tickets to Daddy's Dying, Who's Got the Will, uh, presented by the Players Theater Company at the Owen Theater. Uh, the tickets are for this Friday. So, if you want to win them, it's for this Friday only. Um, yeah, it's 8 p.m. We got two tickets, and that's coming up. So we're going to take an extended break and get them situated in the studio. Please stick around. You're listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings. Cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpong Coffee. Beanpong Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpongcoffee.com see our complete list of special events. Is there someone you know who is hooked on vintage aircraft? Follow the commemorative Air Force and its fleet of World War II planes, including the mighty B-17 Flying Fortress Texas Raiders, which is based in Conroe, Texas. Texas Raiders tours locally and all around the United States, offering the public a chance to put their hands on aviation history. What could be a more perfect gift and a flight on a historic B-17. Taking to the sky on the iconic bomber is an experience that will never be forgotten. For the touring schedule, reservations, or more information, go to b17texasraiders.org or call 855-FLY-A-B-17. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour.
Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. Welcome back. Dick and Skippy in the morning. See, we finally got our name right. Got the name of the yeah. show down. It only took us three weeks. It's my birthday today. you started today. taking your medication. That's right. Well, my medication is Bean Punk Coffee. Yeah, there you go. With uh, locations conveniently in both downtown Conroe and Montgomery. Yeah. Mm. It's good and good for you. You know, mm. coffee is so loaded up with antioxidants that if I'm going to like live much longer, it's going to be because of coffee. And laxatives. Well, yeah. I don't know where that came from. Yeah, she didn't like that. We have special guests in the studio. Who, who's in here with us? Well, we got returning guests here, and we're actually through the headphones on one of them who didn't want to be, but we held a gun to her head. <clears throat> so we have Mary Ross here from Mary Ross Properties. Did I get the company name right? Mary Ross. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. So, uh, that was the, yeah. I mean, I'll pretend. No. <laughs> That's from you Mary, two Amanda's here about, today. Yeah, you no, would think you would about, get that name right. Talking about the <laughs> Mary Ross property. I'm so, I was trying to remember let's Mary's keep, keep name from the house thing. <laughs> so we have two Amandas. We have Amanda from Canopy, and then we also have yeah. Amanda Beard from Avail Marketing, and they put together at Mary Ross Properties location. My goodness. There we go. Uh, you got it. You got yeah, it I need now. more, more kind of, um, bean punk details. coffee. Oh, great. Goodness. Because... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mary and Avail, on behalf of Canopy, hosted mm-hmm. the special uh, house showcase mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. You were back on mid-June. I think June yeah. 19th is when you were on last time. How did it go? It went so well. Yeah. We had, I would say, probably, um, I think we ended up with around 300 people. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we raised around right at $10,000. $10,000? Yeah. So this is at the gate. There's people coming in, dropping down money yep. to tour this house. Yep. Maybe a little basket there to say if you want to drop a little something extra. Exactly. In. Yeah. It was just um, donations at the door, and so some people we had a suggested donation of about twenty five dollars, but people were incredibly generous. Um, they were able to take information on Canopy, tour the home, which was amazing, and then upstairs, one of the rooms um, in this like beautiful seventy one hundred square foot home is a studio, and so people could write and draw like notes of encouragement to cancer survivors who come to Canopy. Um, and yeah, we it was beautiful. Out. There was a mm-hmm. whole wall, and there was an artist there at the the first night mm-hmm. when I was there on, on Thursday yep. night, and there was an artist there who drew this beautiful, it was like a chalkboard yep. wall, and she drew on it, and it was all sorts of things about Canopy, mm-hmm. about what they do, and it was beautiful, Yes, and that was so much fun, and it was just 
so many people coming mm-hmm. in all weekend, which mm-hmm. was the great thing. It was almost like a streamlined flow of yeah. traffic. Was it a steady stream? It was like a yeah. Steady stream. Yeah. And it was just, it was so much fun. I was there Thursday and I went again mm-hmm. Friday or Saturday. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was just so much fun and we really enjoyed it. And the house is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. We took pictures of the backyard because that's how we're going to do our <laughs> pool whenever, yeah. hopefully, we get one one of these days. Yes. But, yeah, it was just absolutely was incredible. Fun. Well, and I thought the cool thing was is Mary, who designed the home and built it, along with Bobby with Paul Davis Interiors, he helped kind of collaborate with her on the decorating. But they provided, like, all the paint colors, a list of all their contractors. So if you needed work, any, like anything done on your home, like, you had a list of trusted people to call. And it's hard to see, like, for gray example, it's mm-hmm. hard to see, like, what that looks like on a wall. And so to be able to walk into a home and be like, yep, that's the gray I want. And she provided the paint color. So it's cool. And it was a lot of people who had never heard about Canopy before. So it was a wonderful awareness event. So it really, I mean, Canopy really got shown some love here. Yes, absolutely. And 100% of that money goes back to the programs at Canopy. And for the new listeners, uh, remind us, Amanda, about the property, uh, the the, um, – projects or uh, that that canopy offers sure so we're a cancer survivorship center and we call someone a survivor the moment they're diagnosed with cancer and so we provide free programming and services to cancer survivors and their families we exist to support the patient's entire support system so um and we're on campus at memorial Hermon. we are a department of memorial Hermon, but we all of these programs are free to the community regardless of where you received your treatment from so things like we give out free wigs free prosthetics to people who have had breast cancer, um, art therapy, yoga, Pilates, um, oncology nutrition classes. We'll have a physician come in and speak every month, a different physician, and answer questions and present. I mean, lots. And we have 65 programs every month for, you know, for these patients. 65 a month? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's really incredible what they do there. And I hear people all the time talking about it. There's a very popular Facebook group, uh, the Woodlands Ladies Night Out, Mm -hmm. if I'm getting the name right. And there was someone just like a week ago saying, oh, my gosh, my mom was just diagnosed and it's not looking well. Mm -hmm. I want to do something for her. And they were planning all this stuff, but she had nowhere to go. And there were so many people. And I see that kind of stuff all the time. And I'm always trying to tell people, go to Canopy, go to Canopy, Mm -hmm. because people get very scared. They're very timid, you know, especially if it's a family member or a loved one. And a lot of men get really kind of timid about, you know, opening up and finding that community. But I think that's really what people need most in that time. Absolutely. And that's why I just love Canopy so much. And we actually just added a social worker. We, she's there two days a week. She's there Mm -hmm. every Monday and Tuesday. So now, so because so many of our guests really could benefit from counseling, like one-on-one counseling. And up until now, that hasn't been something we've been able to do, but now she can actually see um, family members or, you know, survivors and provide them counseling services too. Uh, Amanda, is Canopy viewed as a as a one-off or a pilot program? I mean, are there hopes of, of expanding the Canopy world? Sure. I mean, I think we would love to. Um, I think part of why Canopy is successful is because it's in Montgomery County and we have such a generous community mm-hmm. because we're volunteer-run. Um, so, well, now I guess I have another paid staff person, but up until three weeks ago, that was just me. I mean, we have 70 volunteers that run wow. that place. And yeah, so, it's incredible to see Yes, it. it's successful because the community has taken it on, you know, and it's really been this community-wide labor of love. And so I think the hope would definitely be to, to have another one um, in the group because there's only two survivorship centers um, in Texas, and we are one, and then there's one in the panhandle that we're not affiliated with, but... 
Yeah, so I think that's the desire. And I think the conversation that the country is having around emotional and mental health, I think you'll start to see these survivorship centers kind Mm -hmm. of more and more because it really is. I mean, it's a game changer for survivorship. It really is. Mm -hmm. It really is. And the fact that you don't even have to be a Memorial Hermann patient to be going there is huge, too. And they didn't, I would say they didn't really have to do that, right? You could have been, Mm -hmm. you know, selective. So Memorial Hermann, actually, we don't employ medical oncologists. We make strategic partnerships with, like, you know, Texas Oncology and the Anderson Millennium. Um, So when we built it, we knew it wasn't going to be for our patients. Mm. But the community needed it, and it was Mm -hmm. the right thing to do. And so I really applaud, you know, Josh Urban, our CEO, and Steve Sanders, who's the one that actually started you know, right. the canopy, the idea. He kind of championed it, and then Josh took it on. I mean, because it's an interesting time to be in healthcare and to take on an entire department that does mm-hmm. not generate revenue. <laughs> that's pretty brave. So, uh, For uh, publication, I do, had to do a lot of research and interviews on the Woodlands Area Healthcare Center. Mm-hmm. And because I always thought it was kind of incidental to George Mitchell's original vision. Like, he mm-hmm. wanted, no, he'd always planned for mm-hmm. that. And so I got the whole history of Memorial Hermann, you know, mm-hmm. h- how it all happened, how it grew, <laughs> and, and talking with, with these gents, and, and how you had former CEOs just gushing over the current ones and mm-hmm. vice versa. It was yeah. very, very much a sense of community. Yes, very, very collaborative. A rising tide lifts all boats, all mm-hmm. of that warm, mm-hmm. fuzzy stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I just can't, I mean, I personally can't stress uh, the importance of the, the an entity like Canopy, mm-hmm. and they're seeing it elsewhere. You know, unfortunately, my sister was in hospice in Dallas uh, mm-hmm. a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and I would have given my left arm, and I'm left-handed, so that's saying a lot, <laughs> to have had a Canopy sure. in Dallas. You know, sure. where she was, they, they did all they could, but it, it was just no Canopy. Sure. And I was trying to get it, because I just learned about Canopy, and I was trying to get her down. Unfortunately, it couldn't happen. Mm-hmm. But just there needs to be... Canopy needs to be on the map wherever possible, and as many people need to know about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. Oh, it's it's my pleasure. I'm glad that you're there for those families that need it because they do. Uh, Amanda Beard, let's talk about you. So you're with Avail Marketing, right? How did you get in on this gig with Canopy? Um, The gig with Canopy, we started, I guess, several years ago, and I learned about Canopy right as its inception. Um, Another organization was hosting them as their beneficiary for mm-hmm. their event and I was kind of involved in that mm-hmm. and then just kind of stuck around <laughs> yeah <laughs> me, me, we collect I people <laughs> yes. and I've just been doing you know a little bit of promotion and you know PR for them yeah. for around their events and stuff yes. you know last year we did a big canopy quest event and then this year with Mary Ross's home tour and we yeah. just really I just love it so much that I yeah. can't stay away. I'm like, what's next? What's next? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're so thankful to you because we would, I mean, it's, you're a huge help where your services are invaluable. So I'm feeling a lot of love in the studio, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm so glad. I mean, when we were talking about off the air, you know, the success of it, but to hear $10,000 was raised over one week. I was blown away myself when I heard it's Crazy. Well, awesome. when's the next thing going to happen? What's, yeah. what's next on so, the So, interestingly enough, Mary Ross, who the connection to Mary is she she donated all of her time to design Canopy, mm-hmm. would not take a cent, and then Lori's Home Furnishings actually gave us all the furniture and Canopy for cost. Mm-hmm. Lori um, recently passed away of cancer, but battled for, I think, nine years, mm-hmm. um, and but her store continues to carry on the vision in partnership with Canopy, but... Um, so that is why Mary wanted to kind of do this home tour for us. That's kind of where the relationship came from. Um, and she has already, she's 
flipping another home in Hollymead that should be ready next fall. So more to come on that. Because, I mean, we kind of, this idea kind of happened very quickly. We didn't have a ton of time to promote it. And so we're so excited about what we could really do. That's great. Yeah. Right, with enough lead time on that. And I I saw pictures of the property. Oh, oh my gosh. What what are the kids saying? OMG? I mean, (laughs) holy cow. It was just, it was beautiful. So if the house hasn't been sold yet, I'm sure it will be soon because it's just... You know, if they took checks, I'd, I'd buy it today. <laughs> well, I think what but, the theme I heard was people were like, well, we'll, we'll all go in on it and we'll just take a wing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll it is. It's a, it's a huge and beautiful house right on, you know, near the golf course and everything. And it was gorgeous. I think they said it's on like the first hole of the golf course and the tee box. I'm not a golfer. Tee box for the second hole. I believe you. Okay. Yeah, I sure. believe you too. So, I mean, it's, and it's on this huge lot. I mean, it's a gorgeous home. Yeah, because you see the golf course, if I'm remembering correctly, kind of out of the kitchen off the mm-hmm. side, mm-hmm. but then it's kind of an L shape, and then the pool's over on that side. Yeah. So, it's like multiple backyards because yep. the house is so, yep. so monstrous in the way it fits. <laughs> well, true. I did read the story uh, last week that in China, I think like seven elderly ladies got together, pooled the resources, mm-hmm. and said, and they bought this big mansion Mm -hmm. and so many years ago i came up with this concept for skippy's commune of love and i'm thinking of of getting you know doing that same thing finding some people rich women so (laughs) we're gonna call mary and uh, see what we can come up with and just just have a big house there and let what happens happens there (laughs) there you go yeah i I, maybe i'll be hosting the third annual i'm just saying yeah there you go i I would do that for you um, You'll have the after party after that one, and this yeah, yeah, twenty-four hour party. So we've been talking with Amanda Poole with uh, Canopy, mm-hmm. uh, not Mary Ross. I'm so <laughs> sorry, my brain just <laughs> turned off. Like, Mary Ross. No. I mean, I want to be her. So it works. She is incredibly she talented. Is incredibly talented. Let me just say real quick. She also did the artwork in that house. Yes, hand painted. Yes, the artwork that hung on the wall. Oh yeah. And oh my designed, God. so... Oh, my God, oh, my God. Yes. That's OMG. I got it. Yes, okay, I just figured it. it out. There that's we go. It. So she also designed, I think tw- there's 20 pieces of furniture, of furniture that she designed and had custom made for the... I mean, she... I mean, she is incredibly she's, talented. Yes. I am so in the wrong industry. I'm telling you that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she has more talent in her pinky finger than I do in, like, my whole body. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I mean, you've got the heart. You're... You've been, you know, you're overseeing 70 volunteers and mm-hmm. an organization that is just beyond vital to the mental and spiritual and physical well-being yeah. of so many mm-hmm. people. So yeah. hats off to you. Oh, thanks. Now, if people want to find out more about Canopy, yeah. how do they get hold of you? So we do have a Facebook page, mm-hmm. um, and it's um, Canopy Cancer Survivorship Center on Facebook. And then we also have a website, which is woodlandscanopy.org. Woodlands. Or they can just call us. Yeah, is, do you or know the number off, off I do. It's the phone number is 713-897-5939. I will find the mnemonic for that. Okay. That's my thing. I like spelling out phone numbers. Like our, <laughs> our call in line, what is it? Zenbat went. Yeah. Call Zenbat went. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to look that up. It'll take me like a day to figure that yeah. out. But <laughs> Well, you just know Z-E-N-B-A-T. That's off the air, funny. I'll tell you my wife's phone number what it spells because it's really funny but i can't do it on the air because she'll, <laughs> she'll hit me um, she would people just be calling her yeah right <laughs> yeah so as amanda pool now amanda beard talk to me uh someone wants to find out more about avail because you do a special kind of marketing it's called storytelling marketing mm-hmm. right i do yes okay. i like i believe that every business every person has a story 
And so it's all about how you're telling that story, and that's your marketing. And mm -hmm. how you're telling that story and successfully telling that story mm -hmm. is going to lead you to success. Mm -hmm. So um, I have a Facebook as well, Avail Marketing, and um, people can always email me and reach out directly to me. I'm kind of a one-man show, mm -hmm. and I partner. I have strategic partnerships with with other people, and so I can really do full-fledged marketing services for anyone from website, social media, drone videography, animated stuff, and it's it's a good time. And it's so good. She's she is also very talented. I oh, mean, I she's incredible. It. Yes, I've seen the, some of the stuff she's done, and I'm just blown away. See, I was hoping for a SmackDown here, but it's just no, not happening, did? No, all the love. Sorry, and, lots of love here. And <laughs> Amanda does so much for the community. Like she donates, like any services that she does in helping us produce our events. Like she donates her time, and it, we're not the only ones. So she's she's a vital asset to the community as well. Cool. Now, if memory serves, you've got a, an email address. Or website address that's just to die for, right? Because you're not a dot com. <laughs> it's not dot com. I had to be creative. Uh, it's dot guru. So, so I'm a, a marketing guru. So it's availmarketing dot guru. G U R U. That is so cool. Yeah, <laughs> I, I dig that. Well, anything else to talk about while while we're here? You know, we got time. I'm just getting older by the minute, so you know, I'm just <laughs> I'm just hanging today. Dick fed me tacos this morning, so I'm, I'm good to go. Oh, you there are you fed. Go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You still have to eat, apparently. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll tell you what, ladies, thank you so much. So we've got a mana pool with, with Canopy. You definitely want to check them out. Go to woodlandscanopy.org or just, just, just search Canopy the Woodlands mm -hmm. anywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Wonderful stuff. And, of course, special shout-out to Mary Ross yeah. and Mary Ross mm -hmm. Properties for all she did and all she's going to do. Uh, talk about some talent. Yeah. And, of course, Amanda Beard with availmarketing.guru. You finally got me on the air. Yeah, I got you on the air. <laughs> Scores in my bucket list. I can check that off now. Yes. Thank you, gentlemen, so much Thank for having us today. Yeah. I think she means sure. us, Dick. Yeah, I know. She probably meant me. Gentleman. Uh, don't forget, yeah. when we come back, we're going to give away two tickets to uh, Daddy's Dine, who's got the will from the Players Theater Company, presented at the Owen Theater this Friday at 8 p.m. So stick around. You're listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936 647 3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. We have the safest food supply in the world. Strict laws and regulations restrict the usage of hormones, antibiotics, and pesticides within our food supply. Production agriculture practices and technologies such as the use of GMOs, which is not any more or less risky than conventional crop production, has allowed American farmers to produce more food on less acres and environmentally sound way. Find out more online at pathtotheplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension. 
helping Texans make lives better. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Right, welcome back. Dick and Skippy in the mornings. Hanging out in the studio. It is Sean's birthday. Happy birthday to Sean. Special thanks to our guest today, Canopy Cancer Survivorship Center, and also Avail Marketing and, Guru. Uh-huh, and Mary Ross Properties. Yeah. Great setup. Cool. It gives me warm fuzzies. But, uh... So, but yeah. We're going to give so away some tickets We're going to give away some tickets. So, we're going to try this out, guys. So, we have two tickets to Daddy's Dying, Who's Got the Will... Uh, it's happening at the Owen Theater, and it's happening this Friday at 8 p.m., and it's presented by the Players Theater Company. I think you can go to the Owen Theater. Yeah, owentheater.com. Mm-hmm. For more information, uh, or is it dot .org? Let's see. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's uh, crichton.org, owen.com. Okay. That's the Owen Theater. I'm checking, making sure everything's right. Uh, do we have the internet? Oh, here we go. It's, it's just the Owen Theater, not the Owen Theater. Yeah, yeah, owentheater.com. But, yeah, so we're going to wait two tickets. You think it would be Owen Org and Crichton Com, but it's I mean, the other way around. No one cares. They just need to go to the right. Just look need, the, I need just, mnemonics in my life. Just look at the Owen Theater. Just look it up. You'll find it. But we're getting Daddy's Dying, who's got the will uh, to win the tickets, so we're going to try this out. Uh, first person to text or call and leave a message at 936-228-9368. And the number is basically all over the place on our social media. Yes, or just remember Zenbat went. So for a person to text or call, uh, we would appreciate it if you are able to go to this performance happening in Conroe, Texas, on Friday, July 12th at 8 p.m. But if you're interested in the tickets, first person to call or text, uh, we will respond to you after we get a phone call. There you Uh, go. Make sure to leave your name. And uh, we should have your number, technically, right? Yeah, unless you block the call, in which case you're, you know, shady person. There's only anyways. one person we blocked. Who do we block? I don't know. Oh, just someone yeah, at random. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so okay, there we go. And don't forget, we're giving two other tickets away Friday. Yeah, tune in on so. Friday. So we will be back on Friday, nine o'clock on the dot. Uh, I don't think we have a guest that day yet, but it's okay because you get Dick and Skippy for an hour, and we'll hopefully we'll have more news to talk about. Things would have happened. So, it's been kind of quiet. Yeah. So uh, two people have died that are pretty well known: Ross Perot, oh, yeah, and, Ross Perot. and Rip Thro- Thorn. Rip Torn. Torn. Uh huh. I really like him. He's a good actor. Yeah. I, he was he was very controversial, very in your face, but always entertaining. Uh, and I'm just loving seeing the R.I.P. Rip. So it's Rip Rip. Uh, you know, those of you who don't know him, he was best known, I think, to modern audiences as Zed from the Men in Black movies. Yeah, and he was also the coach in Dodgeball. He had a lot of classic lines in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also, I know him as the dad from Freddy Got Fingered. That's that Tom Green yeah. movie. I couldn't, I that couldn't. That movie's ridiculous. I couldn't bring myself to watch it. And, uh, you, you and he's also in RoboCop 3, which is cool. Uh, I mean, he's been in a bunch of movies, so. I was technically in RoboCop 2. 
How? Oh, were you in the background or something working in Houston? I was working in a building that they were shooting in, and um, I caused havoc on the set in, uh, accidentally. How? Uh, <laughs> it involved a uh, actress playing a receptionist in a very low-cut dress and me being able to operate a pan, tilt, and zoom camera stationed directly above her that apparently made noises that the microphones could pick up when they were filming. What? Yeah. Not one of my, uh, not one of my shinier moments. Okay. Yeah. I'll go into detail off the air, but yeah, so technically I was in RoboCop 2, uh, a, a part of me. I told you you flew on that airplane with that Jeffrey guy. I knew it. I knew it. You know what's amazing to me about that is the ability of of how many people were with Jeffrey Epstein, like the names and the celebrities. So I'm trying to understand this guy from a business standpoint. So he was a hedge fund manager, made a boatload of money. Yeah, multi-billionaire. We're talking. So what he would do is he'd make his little famous friends – Politically, you know, writers. He, I think even uh, Stephen Hawking went to the, the okay. island. So was his go-to move was like, hey, man, what are you doing this weekend? Let's fly to my island. Mm-hmm. And so, but like his island wasn't a place for... It like, wasn't sex island. It was just, it was an island to for the rich and the shameless to hang out with. And along with everything else, he was a human trafficker. He would get underage girls, molest them, and then have some of them recruit others, you know, because he had okay. the, the Svengali-like powers that only the Now, when you say shameless... human trafficking, are we saying, like, how Steven Seagal was charged with human trafficking because he took ladies from Las Vegas to Louisiana on an airplane and there were ladies of the night, and they well, charged these... him because they basically said that's here it's considered well, sex trafficking. Yeah, but see, those, those were also adults. These are underage girls. Okay. These are minors who were... Forcing the sex trade, so that that's a different kind of human trafficking. So he just make friends and say, "Hey, let's hang out," and Mm -hmm. then like, "Hey, which how 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 close to the sun do you like to fly?" That's like that's the code word. And then when people are like, "All the way burnt, baby," and they're like, "Okay, let's do the stupid, crazy, legal things." Then yeah, on my island, this is something that you know somewhere is the smoking gun, the ledger with the names, and we may be shocked and saddened and disheartened by maybe some of these names. Now, of course, it's become political, and I, I know the left is trying to get, you know, because Trump in the past, well, yeah, I right. like the guy. Left and right. I mean, yeah, and then on the right, they're trying to you know, do the same thing. It's the fact is the guy's scum, and like I said, we don't have to say alleged anything. He's already been convicted. He yeah. got a slap on the wrist. Uh, it was a, what? Well, that's what I was saying. I'm just amazed about the months. amount of people. This isn't just like, oh, he was a donor to these. Well, the, remember, crazy, these are the I same mean, people that gave Roman Polanski a standing ovation. I mean, the fact that, I, that Stephen Hawking went there, but to me, that kind of screws with my mind. I'm like, no, some of this has to be. I don't know if that's fake news or not. See, I'm when already did questioning they, it. Did people go before or after his? No, no, seriously, even after he was convicted of the first one and with his plea deal, it was a slap on the wrist, but legally, he paid his debt to society on that. So even if you. Those who associated with him after the fact, it's immoral and distasteful, but not necessarily illegal, certainly not yeah. impeachable. So who who turned on him now? Uh, apparently there was a, the district attorney's office formed a many months long investigation on him. Of New York or like? I'm not sure of the jurisdiction. Uh, I, I, where is his island? Do we know? Nope. 
be, to be honest, before the news exploded, I really didn't know that much about him. I'd heard of the name, but but well, I heard I've heard of him before because it's always been that conspiracy theory of Lolita Express that was like they dubbed his airplane because mm-hmm. I think the airplane was the only public record thing you could find like who went on who went to the island because there wasn't like a a ledger when you get to the island you sign in you know like when you're going to a fancy hotel mm-hmm. and I don't think they have that kind of stuff but the it's, I mean, it's easy to pass an absolute moral judgment going, oh, if you step foot on that airplane. Do you think they airplane? did sacrifices and stuff? No. Wasn't that I don't think it was the Illuminati. Where was that happening like in the early 90s? That was actually a legit thing where Alex Jones broke into the, or snuck into like the society. Have you, did you hear about this? No, enlighten me. Oh, I got to find that video. Because that's actually where, how Alex Jones got his start. Because he's able to sneak in and film them do these rituals. And it was real, like it was a real thing. Okay. And it was it was political like, people and all. And it was like, like killing goats and yeah, like weird burning stuff. incense. And uh, it was a boys' club, girls' club. It was both. Everybody. I don't know. I'll, I'll find it. I'll send it to you. It's like something Grove. Something Grove. If anyone's listening and knows what I'm talking about, I would really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, typically what we do after a broadcast is I make notes of stuff we're not sure about, then I'll research it after the fact in case it ever comes I'm up. I'm trying to figure out what it was called. Right. Rap City Grove. But here's the thing. If you aspire to public office, there are people you should and should not associate with. And even though he may have, quote, paid his debt, even though it may have been viewed as an unfair sentence, it was legal. But you still, again, it's distasteful and moral, however you you want to phrase it. But again, that when Steven Seagal's out for justice needs to be implemented. Yeah, right. But think about it, because that's what you have the same person who could be incensed about this, but had no problem with Michael the the. Allegations on Michael Jackson and Neverland. So you know who I saw that it was kind of kind of scary. It was uh, we watched that documentary about that that physician, that gymnastics physician, mm-hmm. and they were showing the courtroom footage where the the judge allowed the victims to speak to him, basically, you know. Mm-hmm. And one of the dads, like, it was crazy to watch him talk and then go from like talking to I'm gonna come beat the crap out of you and you see his face like you see the emotion oh yeah and you see those uh officers like take him down and i mean it was man as a dad uh, i remember in my teenage years when i was crazy i got hold of a bootleg copy of faces of death which is a, a movie about about like real deaths Wait, <clears> what yeah, well some of them were faked and, and stuff but it would actually show real deaths on it 1978 horror documentary yeah and um there was this one scene in particular, and I saw it elsewhere too. Uh, this convicted child molester is being—they tell you real or reenacted? Well, or they, was it kind they of made it up. They presented this as they're all real, but then later on, you found out that some of them were kind of staged. It's banned in forty-six countries. Oh man. yeah, it was. A, it was banned when when I watched it. It was a bootleg copy. But there was this one scene where this convicted child molester was—they're—they're they're, they're walking through the airport. That he's been extradited or something. He's in handcuffs. He's surrounded by all these marshals and, and whatnot, and you, it's a news crew. You know, they're, they're filming this, and you see in the background there's some guy in a ball cap on a payphone kind of talking, and he waits for them to pass. He walks right behind the guy and just puts two in the back of his head, pulls out a gun, pills two, and then holds up his hands and gets taken out as the father of the kid um, who's just waiting for his chance. And as a father, I got to say, you know, there are a few things I'm willing to go to jail for, but... uh Taking down a molester or two, it's, uh, it's, it's worth the price of admission. Thanks, Drew. Bohemian Grove. He got it. Bohemian Grove. Thank you. Well, I think that's a real deal. 
I, I'm you definitely know, you know what's funny is speaking of that kind of crazy stuff, faces of death is you know how people say like, oh, there's videos like watch people die kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There's the, another thing called watch people survive. And that's even crazy. Oh, like to the me. close calls. Like real close calls. I've seen some of those. Like dropping babies off a balcony on accident and then mm-hmm. someone catches it and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, ooh, ooh. So some of them are pretty I'd nuts. much prefer that movie over Faces of Death. Yeah. Oh, for sure. After you watch Faces of Death, you don't want to eat pizza for a while. I'll just leave it like that. Only now I'm interested. <laughs> no, I'm sure you can get it on YouTube. Yeah. Go to the dark web. I'm sure it's there. Well, I mean, there's movies that have pretty grotesque violence. and yeah. Now we're kind of still pushing that on. Well, that's the funny thing. It's that uh, Faces of Death includes like an electrocution, you know, an electric chair execution. And assuming it's real, that's one of the ones that's up for, you know, it's questionable if if it's real or staged, that you see them on like uh, the, 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 the fictional ones, like on the Green Mile, compared to a real one. And the real one is not as dramatic as as what they make it in, in the movies. I'm pulling. Okay, I got. I want to send you this video. This is great. Okay, we're not gonna watch it here, but I found it. Thank you for Drew. Thank you so much for sharing that. I really appreciate it. And I, I want to give a shout out because it's my birthday, so I get to do it uh, to our listeners. You know, our our new ones and our long term ones, the ones who are just willing to step up, uh, join the conversation, correct us yeah. when we're wrong, which is quite often. Um, or if we get half a thought there, they're great at finishing our thought I'm and. And, you know, without our listeners, we'd just be two guys talking at each other. We do that anyway. I know, but it's nice that we get to engage people. Yeah. And we're get, we're gonna, you know we're going to start doing it more, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we're getting a whole uh, remote setup, like with branding and everything. and Because we, we did it before, mm-hmm. but the problem was is we were too open, I realized, with people. Meaning, like, people could just walk up and start talking to us while we're live. Mm-hmm. So I designed... Uh, basically like a barrier tent area so people can come in and see it but we're blocked off they can't just go like did you take hey, what my the F? did you take my dungeon uh, schematics yeah and and retool yeah. them nicely done it's gonna be good the background is gonna be really good we can it can still double as the your dungeon so awesome. if you need a cuff and things like that that's we know. great need a fluff <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah so things are moving along finally so hopefully we'll be at remote places a lot more there we go. But uh, And on Mondays, I'm going to pimp something else. You can tune no. in to me Monday around, around 12 noon. I do a it's live, not, it's not that good. Don't live worry, broadcast that. of Woodlands on Air. It's, There's it's, no fluffing. Well, uh, we're thinking about moving out of the studio and into the Woodlands Mall and having a live broadcast. Oh, there's a lot of fluffing Mall. going on there. Yeah. We, I we can't believe malls away. are still around. I really can't. Well, because we were talking about It this. depends on the mall. Yeah, granted. I mean, like, well, because it gets me is today, and I, I would love to know if anyone has children between the age of six or can drive and not 21, like, what do they do on their free time when they're away? Because, like, for example, at the bowling alley, we get a lot of young kids who come, like, as dates and things like that, and clearly they're underage. But, like, I guess that makes sense. That'd be a, a nice way to go somewhere, and you don't have to spend a whole lot of money. And the mall was always, I always imagined, like, the free place to go and mm-hmm. could cause trouble. Does the Woodlands Mall have a lot of riffraff? Not really. Uh, usually when there's an incident, it's from people from out of town coming into it. Uh, you know, we've had all some... the nice places are at Market Street, which is, like, the Saks Fifth Avenue. Yeah, kinda. well, yeah, you got the... Like, isn't there a Tiffany's there? Well, we have Tiffany's inside the Woodlands Mall. Okay, so I'm trying, very, I'm trying yeah. to figure out the scale. What kind of people do they want there? Woodlands Mall is, is pretty upscale, um, you know, but they have a Cinnabon. 
Uh, uh, to me, the worth of a mall is dependent if they have oh, the arcade? a bookstore. Yeah, I agree. Oh. <laughs> bookstore. They have, they have Tilt there still? No, I miss that. But, you know, uh. in the Woodlands, we have a place called Game Preserve. It's a membership with all these 70s and 80s arcade games. Yeah, it's over on Ray for Sawdust. Yeah, we got to go there. Man, there's so much to Take do. me there for my birthday, Dick. Yeah? Take me, Dick. Well, you know I'm a pretty good pinball player, right? I used uh, to live, my cousin, oh, it's on my, uncle and co- my uncle had three pinball machines, and then he was so nice and gave it to my cousin, who I lived with for like four years. Dick, and I am. pinball was on the daily morning coffee, coffee I, conversation. I am the pinball wizard, so you and I, my friend, uh, it's on like Donkey Kong. Because I'm, I'm not shy. I'm not shy about being all right, all right at pinball. Cause yeah, you're Because you know joysticks out. used to do that stuff. They still do, I think. Mm-hmm. The first Fridays... The first Friday of the month, last Friday of the month, they always did a thing where you pay $15 all you can play joysticks because they also repair machines, but they also sell machines there. So every machine there is on free play after you pay 15 bucks. and there's a bar next door. And one thing I love about that bar is you could tell the demographic who go to that bar is not the pinball people. So on those nights, it would be a huge mixture of downtown bar people and like, who are all these people with the wristbands and drinking, you know, yeah, having like oh, everyone always has cans because you always drop glasses and there's the thing. Holly has a fun story about that, but uh, but yeah, cool. I'll, I'll challenge you to a pinball. <clears throat> What's your favorite type of pinball? Um, the multi-level ones. Yeah, they just you know w- with the uh, shoots and shoots and ramps that, that go yeah. up. I just that adds that literal third dimension that I I, I just enjoy. No, I'm, I'm I like a fan the, of the old original too. I like the pinball machines where they don't give you the instructions of how to achieve certain things uh-huh. and you have to figure it out. Yeah. And I like that. Like, how do you get to that second level? How do you I get like that the double triple? flipper ones? Uh-huh. How do you get the multi-ball? Yep. And things like that. I'm so, a total fan of those. Yeah. So we had, uh, we had Terminator two mm-hmm. and that was, the, that, that was the newest one. And then the oldest one he had was party animal, which I think was made in the late seventies, early eighties. And then he had secret agent. And uh, Secret Agent, I think, was the mid '80s. Uh, but yeah, those were all different, all different styles. Terminator one was cool because you could shoot Terminators. Oh yeah, absolutely. But uh, I like to give out a quick PSA because um, we're talking about the '80s, and you know, the big thing is Stranger Things season three is out on Netflix. Okay. People, just because you're able to binge now, remember it's a TV series. It's it's a mini series. What are you complaining about? Why are you telling me about it? People live? are already spoiling it. It's not like it's a movie where you go well, in for two hours, you, you see it. When they introduced social media, did you really expect people not to talk about things? There's talking about things. Like, but my, my particular bugabear, the, the person that I truly hate is the one who says, OMG, I'm not going to spoil anything, but death in the first episode, never see it coming. Well, now I know to expect you know, well, the non-spoilers. I've gone on Blackout before, but I told you like for Avengers Endgame what I did. I just got so tired. I just went to the moviespoiler.com and read the whole thing. What you need to do is just call Google and say, hey, how do I censor myself? And they'll ask what party. You guys party. know how to do if that. If I call Google, they'll say, wait, you are you vote Republican. I'll say, yeah. And they, well, no, then you they go, won't care. Well, you know, they'll really help you. They'll be like, okay, we're going to add these lists, the names you're adding, but then we're going to add our own too. And be like, <laughs> okay, cool. As long as they just remove all the in-game spoilers, I don't care how you censor me. But no, I, I, you shouldn't be surprised that people on social media I'm talk not, about but things. But it's still a P, uh, well, you know, people shouldn't drink and drive, but you still see a PSA for it. So I'm doing a PSA to try and, you know, appeal to people's sense of common decency. S- stop spoiling immediately. You don't, the world does not need to know your reaction. 
to and, something. And I'm going to give a PSA. Express yourself the way you want to express yourself, people. How about you live Facebook tweet the show as you're watching it. Share every feeling that's going through your body, especially when you see the new Star Wars, when you when you see Stranger Things 4, Endgame 2, all like the really highly anticipated stuff. You know, just just 50 Shades of Grey 3, release it. <laughs> Tell me what kind of bondage stuff happens so I can get excited about it. Like, just do it. You can listen to my pinko commie friend Dick here, or you can listen to the... And experience and old even, voice even of go reason. the step above take pictures while in the theater and send them to sean direct message yeah, like just, just can live you believe this guy's movie. in this movie you live stream the whole thing and then you get uh you wouldn't steal a car you wouldn't steal. <laughs> i love that PSA. oh the old piracy ones i love, I love that. that psa oh see i you know i'm the guy that unfortunately i made full use of napster back in the day so well i mean uh you just, I mean, again, you're on social media, man. That's what people do. Especially, it depends on who you follow. Like, I never see spoilers like that because I guess I just don't care what people, I always like say, don't, I don't care what this person has to say. That, that could be it because I engage with so many people. I think I get so more ads people. on my social media than I get people. But it's just this mindset that I don't want to spoil anything, but oh my God, wait for 20 minutes into the first episode. You won't see this death coming. It's, then I, you just told me what to expect. It doesn't, you don't have to immediately. You may have had twelve hours over the weekend to to binge, you know how many? I guess it's ten oh, episodes. I want to tell you this. So, you're going to tell me a spoiler from? Stranger no, Things? no, no. I was I was reading this deal about how good would it be in the new Star Wars that it turns out Darth Vader wasn't Luke's father, and that's the reversal. That's the twist. And Ben Kenobi goes, ha, ha, like no, really, like that because I was like, you know what's funny is no one would have seen that coming. Because everyone already accepted it as truth. Everyone mm-hmm. like, that's the big deal. Wait, you lied. Yeah, I lied. I'm a Sith Lord. <laughs> Makes sense, right? Yeah. So, especially like, you're the most powerful Jedi. I got to get you on our, t- on our side, man. Well, in the trailer, they have, you're hearing the voice of the Emperor Palpatine, who's supposed to have died at the end of Return of the Jedi. So I'm wondering, is, because Ray, you they know, the whole thing a, about the, Ray's you parentage. You know that they did a body check? They're like, hey, I threw him down this tunnel. Well, no, think about how many pit, people where, have where fallen down. Pit? Down the pit. Because he fell down, the Vader threw him down the pit. You had Han Solo falling down the pit. Luke well, I mean, after drops seeing, down the pit. After seeing episode two with Yoda jumping around everywhere, mm-hmm. I'm like, anything can happen, man. Like, you throw that old dude down there, I mean, that guy can might as well just float. Like, I don't... He can disintegrate it, and then reappear. I think it's going to end up like they did with Blofeld and uh, uh, what was the Bond movie? Uh, I think it was View to a Kill... Where it they couldn't legally show Blofeld, so they had a bald guy in a in a Mao suit in a wheelchair with a cat, but only shooting from behind. And so, well, you know, what even confused me a little bit because I know this is sci-fi and you can do whatever you want, but there were certain important characters in the Star Wars universe who were basically created after the fact they almost died, and I'm like, why doesn't it happen more often? Because like Darth Vader, or more, more importantly, General General Grievous, if I think I pronounce his name. Was that the, that was the multi level? Yeah, but robot, like he right? was like ninety eight percent robot, <clears throat> and then his heart and his like I think the face part was his org- organic part. So like, why I, I would imagine you see a lot more people who are like you know I refuse to die, you know. And then they, you have my arm. I want my arm. Why is it that you like, especially in science fiction, everyone human wants to live forever, but every immortal wants to die? 
I'm telling you, if I was immortal, I would so be into that. Because you know what I'd do? I'd park myself inside the Library of Congress <laughs> with with a big oh, I think thermos also, of coffee and a comfy chair. If you're immortal, you don't even know what's real or not anymore. Like, do you immortals dream? I would presume so. And what do they dream? Is that their reality? I mean, like, to me, it's like, all right, you're living forever. You're like, there's no conflict. I would so be, you could be, oh, I'm tired of living. I'm 212 years old. That's nothing, man. Connor McCloud, not Connor McCloud. Yeah. Is it Connor McCloud, the Clay McCloud? Yeah, Connor McCloud. And then he had Duncan McCloud. Yeah, Duncan is the one that's from the TV series. Uh huh. Because and they couldn't use from Connor. Highlander. And they went through, he doesn't want to go through that pain again. You know, Connor doesn't. Listen, because I get married every f- and he I, watched her die. But I get married every few years, anyways. So to me, it just it'd be slightly you know lengthened, but same format, just yeah. you know, same song, different verse. I'd be all over that. I'm telling you, Library of Congress with with a comfy chair and a thermos of coffee. I'll live forever. Hey, are you saying that because you want to read stuff? Yeah, that or just there's always going to be one more movie I'm going to watch. Or just oh, the AC always works there. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what are you trying to tell me here? Yeah, they they have humidors in there to keep. Or the was books that the okay. day after tomorrow where they burn the books? Isn't that where they burn start burning? Is that the well, library? Well, it's is not library. They're the New York Public Library, uh, okay. which is like second. You know, it's no Alexandria. Look it up. I know that place. Oh, library, library of Alexandria. I knew of that place. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. That's how you know time travel will never happen because. Two significant things occurred, a 9-11 and the burning of Alexandria, which shows that those would not have happened. Because I always felt that someone should have done a parody of Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire <laughs> about that time period. Okay. Because that was kind of like the clashes of culture, right, during that time? Mm-hmm. Very similar to... What he was talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'm the nerd that whenever that song comes on in my head, I start counting off everything he talks about, putting it in context. I've got yeah. a I've got a good uh, 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 batting average on that. I don't know everything, and I've looked up a, quite a few. Okay. Well, all right. Well, I want to remind folks that we don't have a guest next uh, Friday, or this Friday. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be a guest, just contact us. It's not hard, 936-228-9368. By the, way, by the way, someone texted and wished you happy birthday. Aw, thank uh, you. Yeah, I, I haven't been able to look at uh, comments, so I will after we get and, off the uh, air. We are giving away two tickets to Daddy's Nine, who's got the will, between now and Friday, and they're giving away two more on Friday. Uh, and then if you want them, that's for Friday, July 12th at 8 p.m. And uh, good seats, by the way. So awesome. you know how that is. And well, thanks to our benefactors yeah. for those tickets. Yeah, happy birthday, by the way. Thank you so much. We haven't said it all right, and it said enough for you. <laughs> uh, I'll take it. How many more do I have, really? Well, I mean, how many more people are going to call you and sing you happy birthday? Oh, the day's young, my friend. So, folks, it is 1049. We're signing out. I want to say a special guest to the supporters of the show. We have three of them. We have Beanpunk Coffee in Montgomery and Conroe. Visit them online at beanpunkcoffee.com. We also have Clean Sweep Office Cleaning in Montgomery County. Schedule an appointment and uh, talk to them today at cleansweepofficecleaning.com. And then, of course, C3 Creative Content Creations. <gasps> For C3- my birthday, you got it C3, right. Oh, I have a thing written out now that I'm you know, on it. <laughs> uh, C3thewoodlands.com. Uh, for more information about all your creative content needs. Aww, uh, thank you, Dick. That was my birthday present. There you go. That's a freebie. I'll and take then, it. Uh, yeah, so I hope everyone enjoys today. Don't forget, it's going to be pretty hot today. So wear some sunblock if you're outside. And we'll see you Friday. And uh, again, if you want to be a guest, call in, leave a message, or call us at 936-228-9368. And then you can also just win some tickets to that one theater's play. It's a twofer. So there you go. Thanks for tuning in. And we will see you on Friday, guys.